Hi, welcome to our podcast. To learn more about Liverpool One Church, join us live, give financially and to get involved, head to liverpoolonechurch.com. We believe God wants to do great things in and through your life today. Enjoy this message. We're going to be talking today for a few minutes that it's something that I want to share with you. Um, um, It's a thought and a concept that I want to talk to you around. But before I give you the thought and the concept that I want to talk to us around, um, let me just start by saying, you know, as we were dedicating these babies, I was thinking, really, they should have been done over 12 months ago. That's when we initially started. But I think it's safe to say that When COVID hit, it completely turned all of our worlds upside down. I mean, the last 12, 18 months has been nothing like any of us thought it would be like at all. I mean, COVID came and it held back our plans, it restricted our movements, it hindered our relationships and our friendships, and it's left us all feeling a little bit like, what was that, what is that, and how do we move forward from it? But as lockdown begins to ease, we have two options. We can either look back on what was with frustration and hold on to fear, or we can look forward to what is to come with a sense of hope and expectancy because we are still here and God is still on the throne. I want to just open up by reading this very short psalm to you. It's Psalm 90, verse 12. And the uh, psalmist writes like this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What the psalmist is saying here to God is God, teach us the shortness of time that life brings with it so that we live wisely and not wastefully. Let's live a life on purpose. So my subject title today is building a life with precision. Building with precision. When I think of the word precision, I think of an arrow being fired and and it's being aimed towards a target and it's specific. It's not going off to the left or the right. Maybe it would if I was shooting it, but it is aimed with precision. That is the kind of life that God wants for you and I to live. You know, um, life comes at you and it comes at you fast. Time goes quickly. My 15-year-old son is in the car and he's playing music. I'm singing along to it. And he's like, oh, mom, how do you know this? And I'm like, because I was around the first time it came out. Like, everything he's listening to seems to be a remix from the 80s. And I'm now that dinosaur that remembers it. The first time it was out, I was dancing down. He's like, I can't believe you know all these lyrics to all these songs. But to me, it seems like yesterday, it feels... Just a moment ago, I can remember what I was thinking, what I was feeling, you know, everything, the scents and the smells, and you're back there in a moment. Life comes at you fast, and when you think about it like that, it makes me think, with the time I have left, I want to live a life of precision. I don't just want to live my life rolling out of bed every day, just doing whatever, living life mundane, idly wasting the time that I have been given. You know, we get to dedicate these precious children today who are at the start of the rest of their lives. 
And I wonder if you could go back to the start, what would you change? What would you do differently? You know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but what would be even more wonderful is the foresight to not do the thing in the first place. What would you change? Maybe today you're here, some of you are only in your 20s, your 30s, others are in your 40s, 50s, 70s, maybe even plus. And maybe you are thinking, I had a dream, I had an ambition, I had a plan, but I don't feel I have the time left to fulfill that. I don't feel I've got the length of days left for me to do all that was in my heart to do. I don't even feel like I fulfilled the purpose of God in my life, because you do know your life is not an accident, but God predestined you to be here in the year 2021 for such a time as this. God knew there would be a pandemic at your age and stage of life upon the earth. He has a plan and a purpose that is specific to you. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. Well, if you feel like you're running out of time, I've got good news for you. And the good news is this. When I read through the Gospels about Jesus, Jesus fulfilled more in three short years than most people fulfill in a lifetime. So if he can do it in three short years, all that was in his heart to do, then I think there's hope for every single one of us. The reason he was able to do much in the time that he had was because he chose to live life with precision. He used his time wisely, not wastefully. He knew how to manage time. I don't know if you're anything like me. I spend my life chasing time. I spend my days running out of time. I'm forever fighting and wrestling with time. I wish I had more time. But there is something about Jesus that when he lived his life, he was never disappointed because he didn't have unrealistic expectations because he knew exactly what he was supposed to do with the time that he had. You know, it's like when in, in Luke 19, he goes into Jericho and it says that there's crowds of people around him, all wanting his time, all wanting his attention. And he walks right up to a tree. He looks up the tree and he says, hey, you hiding in the tree. You think I can't see you, but I know your name's Zacchaeus and I need you to go home and put the kettle on because I'm coming to your house for a sandwich and a conversation. He knew exactly who he was supposed to invest his time into. He could have spoke to the crowds. He could have gone to everybody's house. He could have stayed outside, but he knew exactly what he was to do when he was looking for 12 men, 12 disciples to do life with. He didn't just put an advert in the local paper. He didn't put it out on Instagram. Hey, looking for a few fellas to roll with. He knew how many he wanted and he knew what type of people he wanted and he was precise in going after them. And everything in the life of Jesus is for us to learn from. So I don't just wanna spend my days doing a good thing. I wanna spend my days doing a God thing because God has something for me to do and God has something for you to do because even a good thing Thing can leave you feeling exhausted. Even good things. You know, we're that busy sometimes trying to please people, trying to do good, that we get to the end of the day and we are frazzled. Jesus didn't waste time. He knew how to manage every moment with purpose. But Jesus came to earth as a man to teach us 
what life could be like, what we could achieve in our lifetime if we walk in relationship with God. How much stress would it take out of your life if you knew what you were supposed to be doing? I mean, how much stress would it alleviate from you if you went running around doing all the stuff you thought you were supposed to be doing? Instead, you were achieving. You know, we, we're busy doing everything that everybody else wants us to do. We're busy with other people telling us where we need to be, when we need to be there, who we need to see, what we need to do. But how much time, people, do we spend just talking to Jesus? How much time do we spend just praying? How much time do we spend just talking to God about the life that he's given us? And I'm not talking about spending every hour of every day on your knees, because that would be weird. But what I am talking about is just including God in your everyday life. How much time do we spend just reading from his word? Because in there is direction of everything that we could possibly do. And you know, one of the reasons that Jesus came was to turn religion upon its head. Jesus came to make the kingdom of God understandable and accessible to everyday people. He came to say, the way you've set religion up, people, it's confusing. It's not right. So I'm coming so I can speak to the people to help them to understand the principles of God so they can grasp them and apply them to their lives. And the way he often did this was by telling stories. He told stories that he would use as a metaphor or an analogy that the people could understand. He wanted them to understand how to live life with foresight, which is wisdom, and not hindsight, which is regret. Jesus didn't come to stroke people and make people feel good. He came so that they would open their eyes and have a new perspective on life. When Jesus was telling stories, they listened intently. And in Matthew 7, we're going to go there in a minute, but he's teaching them and he's talking to them about how to live their life. He's saying, hey, people, listen, live life with integrity. Don't be judgmental. Don't be two-faced. Don't be hypocritical. I want to teach you a new way of doing life. And this is what he was telling them. They, and in Matthew 7, in verse 28, it says this. When he finished telling this story, it says that the crowd burst into applause. They'd never heard teaching like this. It was a complete contrast to what religion had ever taught them. They said it was the best teaching that they'd ever heard. So let's read what he said and how he said it. You will be familiar with this story. If you've never been to church before, you don't normally go to church, you will all know this story. It is the story of the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. But let's read it as Jesus spoke it. These words I speak to you, they are not incidental additions to your life. They're not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, then you will be like the smart carpenter who built his life upon a solid rock. And when the rain poured down and the river flooded and a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. 
But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, then you are like the stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach and when the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Jesus used that imagery as a metaphor to talk to the people about building their life's lifestyle right. He said to them, listen, you can build your life on a rock, which is the ways of God, the Word of God, or you can build your life on the sand, which is having no moral beliefs whatsoever. Two houses, let's say they were both identical, and the storms of life came, and the rain poured down, and the wind blew like a tornado, and the one that was on the sand collapsed and slid away in a landslide. But the one that was built upon the rock, it stayed and remained firm. He said, this is a picture of what it's like when you're building your lives. Sometimes we can go around in life and we can build a career and build a marriage and have a family and go on all the holidays. But if we're not building on a solid foundation, none of that is sustainable. None of it. But when you build on a foundation, build your life upon the Word of God, what you build will be sustained. So I want to take three, three principles, three points from building, um, constructing a house in the natural, and I want to apply them to what it's like when we are constructing our lives. Let's see. So the first point that I want to make, I've called it foundations over facades. Now the facade is the front end of the house. It's the pretty bit. It's the bit on the street that everybody looks like. You know, Luke and I right now, we're in the middle of doing a renovation project. We bought an old property last year and we are renovating it. But of a night, of an evening, we will walk up the street and we will look at the facade of everybody else's house and they're all rendered and they're all lit up and they look beautiful. And then we walk back down to what looks like the Adams family at the back of the bottom of the street and we kind of sneak in the driveway. We will get there one day. But we've been doing a lot of work inside and internally. There's had to be a lot of work done under the ground. And that's where we've had to focus our attention. The foundation is the rock in which you build your house on. Most people think the most important part of constructing a house is the roof. And it is true, it is the roof that is the component that will keep you, um, that will protect you from the elements. But the roof is not what will keep you safe. What keeps you safe is the foundation on which you build the house on. The foundation bears the weight of everything you're going to build on top of it. The foundation is the part of the house that is buried in the depths of the earth. No one sees it. No one knows it's there. I think Luke spent about two or three weeks. I never saw him. He never saw daylight. He was down working in the foundations of the house, getting it ready. But if you don't put the foundations right down right, what would happen in the home in the natural is cracks appear. What would happen in the natural is structural damage and subsidence that would appear. If you think about that in terms of your life and my life, if I'm busy building all of the facades of life, the bits that I want everyone to see, my Instagram profile, 
but I have not put the foundations of my life down in my faith, then very soon cracks are going to appear. I did not know this until we did some um, work within our house where we had some steel work put up and um, we had to have some concrete poured into the foundations of the house to support the steelwork. And what I learned was, it's not just a case of tipping cement in the ground, but every mix is tailor-made depending on what you want to build. So it's important you know what you want to build with your life. Because it's not a case of, I'm just going to open up Bible and read anything. No, 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 no. Contained within the Word of God is a tailored mix for your life. You have a dream. You have an ambition. You have a goal. And God has a tailored mix to strengthen the foundations of your life for whatever season that you find yourself in right now. So maybe you're in the dating season. Well, then you need to go into the Word of God and do some digging, because there's a tailored mix on how to do dating right, how to do it morally right, how to do it in an honourable way. Maybe you're in the parental season right now, and you're like, I don't know how to raise the kids. I don't know how to take them through the teenage seasons of life. Well, then maybe you need to go and do some digging in the Word of God and find out the foundational mix. What does He have to say about raising children right? What does he have to say about raising children in a way that their morals and their faith beliefs would last? God has a foundational mix for your finances. God has a foundational mix for your health. And it's all here in the Word of God. He's the master builder. He's the authentic designer. He will build something through you and in you, but you have to dig first. He will build it, but you have to dig it. And you have to get in the foundations. He won't attach his ultimate dream and his ultimate plan and the goal for your life on shallow foundations. Digging is dirty. Digging is unattractive. Let me tell you what happens when you open the Word of God and you start digging through those pages. It digs out old mindsets. It digs out wrong attitudes. It straightens up the chinks in your character. So the foundations are important. I um, recently read a masonry blog, don't ask, a builder's blog, the things you do for research, for preaching. However, this is what it said under a subheading of foundations and facts. Natural forces are always at work. Soil, moisture and levels change. Temperature fluctuates. Tectonic plates below the earth move. And if your home is not anchored to a foundation, it can crack and break apart. Hebrews 6 says that we have a hope, that he is an anchor for our soul, that he is sure and steadfast, that when the storms of life come, like the storm came to those two houses, the storms will come to all of our lives. It's part of being human. But the difference between the house that was built on the rock, that was anchored to a foundation, is it withstood the storm that life threw at it. We will all experience storms in our marriage, storms in our health, storms in our relationships, storms with our children. But the house on the sand couldn't withhold the storm because it wasn't anchored to a foundation. 
You know, in the same way that this blog would tell us that there are things moving beneath the earth that we can't see, tectonic plates, whatever they are, moisture in the soil and all things like that is going on underground that are shifting and can move foundations. The Word of God tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but there are principalities and powers at work that we can't see with the natural eye. But we're, every single day, we're wrestling against an attitude. Every single day, we're wrestling against uh, wrong thoughts or wrong motives. Every single day, we're wrestling against a mood or jealousy or anger. And therefore, we can't trust our emotions. We can't build a life based on the way that we feel. Because every day presents you with something different. So every day, your emotions changed. Therefore, you have to base your life on something. It can't just be what I feel today, what I feel tomorrow. We build it on a foundation of the one who changes not. His name is Jesus Christ. Yesterday, today, and forever, he remains the same. So I don't listen to what I'm feeling, but I will go back to the word of God and say, what do you say about this situation, God? What does the Word of God say is the right thing for me to do? You know, um, several years ago, um, I think I was telling the Braveheart girls this, but we went out to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa many years ago, actually. And uh, it's thoroughly disappointing. If you're thinking of going, don't bother. And anyway, it's... um, But you know, they built that thing to be straight, not leaning. It was built in the 12th century. And when they got to about three floors up and they stood back and after a couple of weeks, they noticed that the whole thing was beginning to lean. Now the builders were advised to take the thing down, go back to the foundations, alter the foundations and rebuild it. But the architects argued the toss. And the architects said, no, 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 no. What we will do is we will make the windows on the uphill slant shorter so that it will give the optical illusion that it's straight. As we can see today, it worked. Not. But how many of us do that in our lives? We're building our marriage with a lean. It's got a lean. There's something wrong in the foundations. And yet, what do we do? Oh, let's buy another car, have another holiday, have another baby. It'll fix it. It'll give the appearance to everybody else that we're great and straight. But actually, there's a lean. Maybe you've got a lean in your character. There's something really off in your character and everyone can see it, but you hide behind that good wife that you have. You hide behind your family. You hide behind your career because you're doing so well in the area of, uh, in, in your career ladder at work that you won't address the issues, the flaws that are in your character. There are times in your life you need to go back to the foundational level and you need to address it. What are my moral principles? What am I actually doing with my life? What is a firm foundation that I can build on? I've put this big show on for everybody else. I've acted here and acted there and acted everywhere. But actually, for my own sake, I need to go back 
to the foundations. The second thing, I labored a bit on the foundations. Two quick points left. One is a snag list. Now, every house that is built or every building that is constructed has a foreman that goes around and makes a snag list. And his job is not to be critical of what has been built, but his job is to go around and make note of the fine detail that could be a future problem. So he will walk around and he will look for where there are fine lines appeared in the plaster. He will make a note that there's a crack in the plaster. He will make a note of, of things that are misaligned and things that need addressing and fixing. He wants to test the durability and the strength of what has been built so that it is in line with the design that the master builder had in mind. We have to be people who regularly allow the foreman of the Holy Spirit to walk around the rooms of our life, so to speak, and make his snag list. Because if we do not, what does not look like a problem now could end up being a really big flaw later on. You know, the snag listing, they don't look like big problems, but a tiny crack in the wall can indicate there is a foundational problem. The Word of God tells us, it talks about how small foxes spoil the vines. It was another story, another analogy that Jesus told to the people. And he, and he did that because many of them were into planting vineyards. But at night, when it was dark, the little tiny foxes would get in and run a rook. They would pull the vines down, they would eat the fruit, and they would destroy them. But the problem was, because they were small and because it was night, they couldn't see them to catch them. What Jesus is saying to them here is, look, right, your problem's not going to be a great big rhino charging through the vineyard. It's going to be the little things. Is it not the little things in life that can be the undoing of us? So we've got to let the Holy Spirit walk around and look for the fine cracks that are appearing so that we can go down to the foundations and make some adjusting. He wants to align things that aren't straight. You know what? If God is the plumb line and you're off a little bit in the decisions that you're making, he's going to want to pull you back in line. He's going to want to shake you a bit to make sure there's no loose screws. Do you know what I mean? If he's going to build something on you, he needs to know that when you're under pressure, you're not going to fall apart. He needs to know that what he's building in you and through you is steadfast. The third and final point that I want to make is this. In your building, of building your life, don't get a builder's bum. Yes, we're in church, and yes, I just used the word bum. Don't get a builder's bum. We all know what that is, right? I know you've all got imagery going on in your head right now. But it's where the builder reveals more of himself than we need to see, right? You know, if your pants are slack, it's going to reveal something. And so we have to be guarded. When you become complacent with what you're, when you become complacent, you stop caring about what you're wearing. Complacency brings a slackness about you. And then it begins to reveal things that you don't really want other people to see. You wear your attitude. You wear your mood. You wear your character. You wear these things out loud. Complacency means to have an uncritical satisfaction of oneself. This is how you know if you're in a place of complacency in your life. No one can tell you anything. You know everything. 
No one can point something out to you. No one can advise you. You have such a sense of feel good about you. You feel invincible. You feel untouchable. No one's going to tell me because I know it. Well, the thing with complacency is it begins to reveal that which you don't want to see. It creeps into your life and it begins to slacken the areas that you most need to guard. It exposes a side of you that you actually didn't want other people to see. Proverbs 4.3 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The heart of a man is what the builder's bum is to the builder. If you don't guard it, it will expose jealousy. It will expose a root of bitterness. It will expose disappointment. It will expose gossip. It will expose stubbornness. They all take residency in the heart. And you will begin to reveal attitudes, mindsets about yourself that you never wanted anyone to see. And here's the thing. No one ever tells the builder that his buttocks are poking out the top of his pants. He just carries on doing his thing and everybody else is talking about him and everybody else is whispering behind his back. So you've got to keep an eye on your own pants. You've got to keep vigilant over your own heart. You've got to keep a check on your own attitude. Guard it, keep it tight, keep it safe. Don't let complacency creep in there and start to reveal the things that should not be seen. Ask someone who you trust, a friend, someone who's further on in life with you. How am I doing in this season of my life? How am I doing in this building season? I, I'm fairly newly married and um, I, I'm trying to build a great marriage. Can you tell me how am I doing in this season? Is there anything about me that is being, that I'm being away that I can't see but everybody else can see? Is there something in my character that needs addressing? Are there flaws? Have I exposed an attitude with my mouth? Ask someone, how, how am I doing? So today, I'm asking you, are you building a life based on random decision? Or are you building your life with precision? Because what has been, has been, and we can't do anything about that. But there is more to come. There is much to come. Do you want to go around life and date a lot of people? Or do you want to find the one? Do you want to just binge eat anything that you feel like? Or do you want to set yourself up strong for a healthy future? Do you want to carelessly fritter all of your money away without even thinking about it? Or do you want to make some smart and wise decisions? Do you want to run with those friends because they're a good laugh at the moment and we do some crazy, crazy? Or do you want to run with people who are going to lead you into a great future? These children, they're at the start of the rest of their lives. Us, well, we're already part way through. Some of us further than others. But there is still more to come. There's a song that we sing here and it says, if I'm not dead, then God's not done. 
God hasn't written you off because of your past, hasn't written you off because of the things that you did, the mistakes that you made, the stuff you get wrong. But He says, today is a day of decision. Today is the day when you can decide to go back and readdress the foundations in your life. Today is the day that you can decide, I am gonna move forward um, on purpose, with purpose for the rest of my life. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you can take that message and apply it to your life. Also, don't forget to take a moment to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. To get connected or stay more connected to the life of Liverpool One Church and learn how you can join us live, visit liverpoolonechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you again soon.